0: All right, in the studio we have, well, Catherine. I, I, I know her as Catherine Kyo. <laughs> How are you, Catherine? Hi, Pat. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Well, because uh, uh, Catherine Kniff, of course, is your official name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Catherine, um, you're, uh, of course, you're chairperson of Kilkenny of James uh, Fort uh, GA Club. And I suppose it is a, 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 a big job. Asher sure. Look,
1: absolutely, is a big job, and look, you know, I, I see it as a huge honour and privilege to be a chairperson of a Camogie club and a hurling club such as Dane's Fort. Um, you know, we we're a hundred years young last year, and we had a fantastic year last year um, with our centenary celebrations and. You know coming back up to senior grade as well so it was just an extraordinary year for us and they're a great club and
0: community. Yeah yeah and uh, of course there's a real growing club with uh, the population uh, expanding the whole time you're on the edge of Kilkenny City. Absolutely and like <laughs> you know
1: I look back like 1984 we bought our first pitch for £16,000 at the time and it was one pitch and know then we had to buy a second pitch because the expanding numbers in the parish and you know we've recently completed an astroturf pitch and you know there's huge numbers like we've 800 houses in the parish alone yeah and 350 (laughs) juvenile
0: members in our club alone right so it's fantastic it is yeah 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 and it is like it is a long way from say back in the i suppose late 80s, early 90s when you were putting out uh, a school team that was uh, maybe had uh, um, three or four girls prominent oh, yeah. players on it and even right up under 14 as well you know
1: oh yeah like I mean when I started playing Camogie you know started off probably through community games when we yeah. played and um, you know I remember playing below in Tuller, uh, with the boys team you know playing uh, Gaelic yeah. football and again playing Hurling above and t- in actually Shipton is when I'd have played um, you know talking out with the boys as supposed to play it was look there were fantastic days mm. and uh, I suppose look we didn't have the numbers in our own part at the time to continue with a camogie team and I went to school in St. Bridget's in and Callan and Tracey Malay was sitting beside me and, you know, asked me would I go and play camogie with Bally and that's yeah. how I ended up continuing to play and, you know, the love that I had for the sport was continued
0: in playing yeah, yeah. for, you know, the the, the blue jersey in Bally Yeah, and of course there was uh, there was no adult camogie team there in no, the at the time. No, it just start, yeah. had started out really. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, but then, look, I'd have... You know, your home is your home and your parish, yeah. you know, and where you come from. And I suppose, look, I, I played a lot of camogie with Bally Callen and then eventually came back to play with Dane's Fort just before I hung up my boots and retired. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I'd have a, a great kind of connection with Dane's Fort over the years and, you know, home is home.
0: Yeah. Tomorrow you have uh, the field day and it's in the GA grounds. Um, traditionally, it used to be in the and the grounds.
1: Yeah, and I suppose um, just I think the year before COVID actually we we moved down to the GA grounds and he we said we'd try it there and see how we got on and it was a great success. So um, this year then the Field Day Committee kind of uh, appro- uh, approached the GA club about hosting it there again and we said why not. So there's a fantastic team of people out there uh, led by John Cooney and um, you know, the extraordinary community members coming together for various different kind of stalls and and games that
0: will be at the field day there tomorrow in Danes Fort. Mm. And the the Danes Fort Field Day has been, you know, it's one of the the longest running ones. It goes back to the eighties. I think John Coney was in here explaining that was just to get funds to do up the church, and I think it was Church Hill at the time. And uh, it has uh, Monsignor Carey was the man there, but. It, it brings back a, a, a lot of, as, as they call it, the diaspora, the people that have left the parish, they, a lot of them come back for that day.
1: Yeah, like, you know, we were just talking to the other night there at one of the committee meetings that, you know, it's a real kind of wholesome tradition of event that happens that brings back people that they may never have come back to the parish or the area yeah. except for that day that brings them back to, you know, sit down and meet somebody in the tea rooms for a chat that they know all sort of friends will be coming back again yeah, to yeah. meet at that time again, so it's lovely to see that happen.
0: Yeah, and uh, that, sort of a, that sort of a tradition around it.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. like, you know, and you know, Tains people are uh, really proud uh, people and, and love to come back and talk about Tains Fort, I suppose, you know, yeah, so it's
0: great. Yeah, yeah and it's a peculiar parish insofar as that, there is no uh, village, no centre, and there's uh, what was it, there's three main roads and a highway going through it now. Yeah, absolutely, and, like, I suppose, Danes War
1: Kells and Cusgrange, Grange, like, you know, there is no real kind of hub other than, I suppose, this, the, the part that brings people together now is the GA club. Yeah. Um, you know, and I suppose, without, I suppose, it being designed this way, it has naturally happened that there's almost a hub there now yeah. with the GA club, the primary school, the church. Uh, community centre and creche. Yeah. You know, so it is becoming the centre of the parish and the community. And the homes
0: for the elderly. And the, and the homes for there. the elderly, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. There's always activity there now, you see. Yeah, yeah, like
1: any night you go to the pitch there, you know, there's, you know, even during the day, like there's oh. lots of activity. Like, you know, we have a fabulous walking track there funded by, uh, or part funded by Kilkenny Leader Partnership called the Lakala Walking Track. And we'll be opening that shortly now, officially with, um, in September. But it's fantastic to see that there's so many people from our community just come in there for a walk. Mm. And to come in in the night time or they can come in during the day, it's fully lit and it's wide enough for two wheelchairs or buggies to pass
0: each other. Right. So it's a
1: great thing, a great, great amenity to have in our parish um, for people to come and meet each other.
0: Yeah, and uh, to so accessible. I always think those walking tracks around GA pitches are worth so much for just drawing people in and Uh, you know, that might be just passing by and they know the GA grounds are there, people that may not have people hurling or they may not have anyone in the family involved, but it just draws them in and uh, becomes more and more community.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, the people, you made reference there, Pat, to the the homes for the elderly there in Father Campion Place. Like, it's fantastic to see those residents coming in and walking and watching a game, watching training or meeting their friends. You know, Mm -hmm. it's real... I suppose social side of it as well so it's lovely to see that
0: Yeah, yeah it's very important and I often you know I'd often be thinking about the parish like it goes uh, down to the bridge in Bennetts Bridge it goes down to the bridge in Ennis Nag and it goes into the second bridge in in um, uh, Kells, and you know it's the the and actually goes to nearly the bridge. Um, there's a bridge on the road to to Kilmana as well. That's it's uh, nearly all bridges that that, uh, <laughs> that we border. Yeah, yeah that we yeah. border. Yeah, that the water, of course, is the great divide of all parishes. Oh ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: like it was very interesting last year. Now when we were doing the super prize draw, uh, raising funds for the development in our club and uh, we went door to door around the county but our own parish was one of the parishes that we kind of went around last like and we were Mm. looking at the you know the parish map like you know so it was very interesting to see Pat like what you are describing there yeah yeah um you know where where the bound, actual parish boundaries are. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, and you go up the lane the in the race course and one side of it is James Stevens, and the other side is 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 Dainesford, yeah. and the same thing where you Wall's go up Lock. to, yeah, yeah, where you go up to um, Benesbridge Limestone. Yep. Yeah. On yeah, the, one of road, yeah. One side is the uh, road. One side is Fort and the other side is uh, is uh, James Stevens again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it, it's fantastic, like you know, to see. That you know the GA you know follow I suppose the whole parochial aspects of it and to mm, see that mm. your neighbour on one side is in a different parish or you know GA club even like you know yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but look it's, it's it's great to see that being part of the GA yeah um, how did you get involved in the GA a part you know you were playing playing the camogie yeah so I suppose um, I.
1: I have two children Alan and Molly Alan when he was about six years of age (coughs) Molly was four um, I suppose they were starting to play GA they were going to school in Cuffs Grange but um, I suppose shortly before my daughter started school in Cuffs Grange my husband passed away James Kniff and uh, it was a difficult time in our lives but uh, a few months later I got a phone call from a member of the club Larry Manny And uh, he asked me would I be interested in getting involved as a mentor. And I said I'd think about it. And uh, So, anyhow, I I, I rang Larry back and said I'd love to get involved. And I suppose the rest is history, Pat. You You follow your children, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Wherever
0: they are, I am, you know. So, it was fantastic. Mm. Um, Your husband, what what happened? He died very young.
1: Yeah, James was 39 uh, when he passed away, Pat. he was, he passed away from multiple cirrhosis. Um, so he was diagnosed the week our daughter Molly was born and
0: uh, four years later he passed away. That was tough, you know, your daughter born and, you know, they get the diagnosis as well all the one week.
1: Yeah, uh, it was very tough, you know, but I suppose we we had a great kind of perspective on, you know living our lives Pat uh, you know at the time James was diagnosed the consultant would have said you know you, you, you kind of have a choice here you can go home and live your life and make the best of it or you can you know let MS define your life and uh, I suppose we uh, chose the route of living every day as best we can and enjoying our lives and you know we looked after James at home and um you know, Alan O'Malley and James and myself then had a fantastic relationship as a result of him being at home and looking after him at home.
0: So, um, you know, yeah, it was hard, Pat, yeah. And, oh, what causes... The, is there any cause for the multiples there? Was? Is there, you know, is it just something that happens? Is it just... Um
1: well there's no family history on either side. Um, you know, I I suppose I'd have said it was probably, you know, stress related. Yeah, uh, you know, perhaps. Right. But obviously not proven, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. So,
1: yeah. um James had uh, primary progressive multiple cirrhosis, so um one of the rarer forms. Right. Yeah.
0: And just incurable.
1: Um, I suppose, yeah. Like I suppose look, James was an extraordinary man. Um You know, he never complained, he just got on with it, Uh, he was never sick, you know, worked hard, loved sport, played squash, played for Dixborough, hurling, you know, played soccer and uh, he was running one day in James's Park and uh, it was kind of like a horse, kind of, you know, where a horse might be pawned the ground, he couldn't judge uh, where the ground was and um, kind of knew that there was something something up then and just went mm. went to the doctor so unfortunately he the type of MS he had he got a symptom kept a symptom and kind of kept accumulating them so mm. so to mm. speak Pat over the course of the four years but um, yeah look for the four years that we had when he was sick while they were very difficult years they were fantastic years and I was just very very lucky to have met James and you know I've had the life that we had together as short Mm. as it was you know
0: and you made the most of it
1: oh yeah yeah, absolutely uh, like Alan and Molly would often speak of of James still today like you know very much alive like you know Mm.
0: Uh, your own family is living on the brow of the hill just on the way up from the, the, the pitch and uh you had the great kind of a spirit in your mother. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure look. My mother would be uh, you know, very very, very hard worker and you know, she she'd do anything, give you anything really and you know, no matter what you ask of her, it's never it's never too much, you know, you just yeah. you
0: just do it. Yeah, and um you know, there's always a great kind of a vibrancy in the family. Oh ah, yeah, like I mean I'm the
1: oldest of six, Pat, and I have one sister and four brothers and you know, my dad would never have really... You know, people say to me, God, I never saw your dad at a hurling match yeah. or a camogie match. And he, he would have supported us and would still support us from a a sport point of view or whatever we are doing. But he never had any interest in going. Like, if, to, if the match was in the garden, he wouldn't come out to watch it, you know. It's just... <laughs> that was the way he is, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, my brother would have played for Cajal like CBS. And... Um, you know, the, the, I suppose my other siblings would have a different interest other than the GA. You know. Yeah, yeah,
0: and uh, I think did they did they win in All Ireland with the, the CBA. He did, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. 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 Uh, he emigrated for a while, didn't he? He did, he went yeah. to America, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's back living in Callan now. Right, yeah. very good. And, uh, you know, um, what do you work at now yourself? So, um, I work in SETU, um, in
1: Walton Institute. Um, my background is in software engineering and software testing. Um, so, you'd be a computer... Yeah, yeah. Guru. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so basically um, we, I suppose, I work work in a fantastic place, Pat. Walton Institute is is really brilliant because it helps entrepreneurs who have maybe a a problem that they want to create or, or build into a software solution. And I'm in the unique position that I'm able to help those type of companies with my team in uh, Walton Institute in defining what those requirements are, and ultimately create new businesses within the southeast mm. of Ireland. So, um, it's uh, I love the job. It's fantastic.
0: Are you kind of a you know you, with SETU that was Watford IT as we call it you know uh, and uh, is that a company that works with them hand in hand is that the
1: no so Walton Institute would have been formerly the TSSG which effectively is a research department so right, um, okay. so we're very much part of SETU um, if you know where the WIT sports campus is yeah so is if you don't turn left go into the sports campus go up the hill yeah. you'll see a white sign on the top of the hill called innovation. So, um, so basically, we work very closely with Enterprise Ireland, European Union, mm. um, in supporting companies who want to apply for funding to access research, mm. and basically, we would transfer our knowledge into the company to enable them to, you know, further develop their ideas based on the thematic areas of research that we're working on within Walton Institute.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're that kind of a support and, 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 yeah. and, and developer.
1: Yeah, mm. we, we were kind of, we'd work in, I suppose, in applied research, Pat, yeah. in helping people, you know, build software solutions.
0: Mm-hmm. So you sort of went to WIT and never left it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, uh, uh, I suppose I, I'll tell the truth now, Pat, in that when
1: I was in college, I was in Waterford when it was WRTC. Right. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I would have played camogie with um, WRTC and um, you know we had great times down there and then I suppose I graduated and left and I went working for a company in Clamel, um, a radiator company as a logistics um, person there and then I left there and I went actually working for a company in Shannon uh, a telecoms company and um, from there then I went to Dublin to work in the IFSC and I was working for a company called Logica and uh, travelled quite a bit with them for four or five years. And um, over the course of those four or five years, I had met James. James was working in Dublin. And uh, I suppose ultimately we knew that we were going to get married and James was coming back to Kilkenny. I was coming back to Kilkenny and Mm. um, got got a job in Waterford. And um, in the line of work that I had at the time I was coming back, there wasn't a whole lot of jobs in the southeast, in that area so i was working for a company called sun life who are still uh, a very big employer in in waterford and um anyhow i suppose i ended up going working for another company then called Washford technologies mm. and from there then um i applied for a position in wit at the time and i'm n- there probably nearly 20 years now pat right yeah so yeah, yeah. but i love it
0: absolutely yeah. love it yeah and you were involved uh, in the GA the whole time yeah I suppose a greater or lesser degree as they say
1: yeah, yeah. like you know I suppose I, I, one thing I'd say to people about going to college like you know if you play GA at all get involved with your GA within your college or university mm. it's it's just fantastic college as a university Camogie is, is our hurling is you know so different to your club and you know it's just really fantastic Um, I suppose so I was involved really as a player right up until probably my early 30s Pat and then I retired and you know we had our children and then I suppose you know shortly after James passed away then I got involved again I suppose more as
0: an officer role really and a mentor role you know Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so uh, it's it's fantastic and uh, say you know Dane's Fort now would have been uh, like as we were talking earlier it's uh, developing from uh, if you like a smallish rural club to a, a big uh, semi-urban club you know, numbers wise
1: Yeah, like, you know go back, you know, 30 years ago when, you know, we weren't able to field a team you look now at our juvenile section our club, like, you know and, you know, we have at least one team at every juvenile level up yeah. along between Camogie and Harlan. and, you know to see that level of Young people wanting to be involved in something, to play and to have fun and to be part of something within their own community is just is extraordinary. And for me, as chairperson of Fort and GA Camogie Club, to be part of that, to lead that, to you know, ultimately I'm I'm the caretaker for the next generation. Pat, with the executive of the club and all the other fantastic volunteers, but like. You know, we have three schools in our parish, Pat, you mm. know, and three fabulous schools, all bursting at the seams with numbers, and uh, it's just great
0: to see that all those young people want to play GA and be part of it. Yeah, and that explosion, if you like, is after happened the last 25 years, sort of thing, 25, 30 years. Oh, yeah, that? like,
1: I mean, yeah. you know, when we, you look back at the community centre and the creche, like, you know, built around 2005, 2006, Yeah. like they already had to put on an extension yeah. within the community centre or they the creche to cater for the amount of children
0: that are coming and the other thing from the GA point of view is that uh, the, hu- the the huge amount of uh, girls now playing the oh, camogie yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know it's again all grades yeah look our camogie club is going from strength to strength
1: every year like our intermediate camogie ladies uh, won the all county league there recently and uh, like there was 44 players listed mm, on, on mm. the
0: programme. Like, you know, for yeah, a rural yeah. club like Dainsford to have that amount of camogie players yeah. at intermediate level is fantastic. And of course, the facilities for all that then that, you know, that's needed and every little scrap of ground around the school and around the pitch yeah. being used. Yeah,
1: it's great but. to see, like, you know, we're working very closely there with uh, St. Michael's National School in Forth. Like, we have two full-size playing pitches. We have a AstroTurf pitch um, where the hopefully in the next week or so we're going to be turning the sod on the new development of our new club rooms um, we'll be starting the refurbishment of our existing club rooms in the next 5 or 6 weeks also um, so yeah like you know we're undertaking this huge development path to cater for the
0: numbers that we have coming into our club yeah that's uh, it's just uh, if you like being pushed from the bottom up yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, the 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 fundraiser we say that big draw that took place that uh, that brought together the whole parish the groups travelling out in 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 groups of three or four or whatever it was and the camaraderie that was built up in in the oh, yeah. in the freezing weather. Yeah, sure. Look, I suppose
1: we have again, and I know people might be sick of me saying this, but you know, volunteerism. Is you know the bedrock in which so many communities are built on, and we are in the extraordinary position in Densforth to have just amazing volunteers. And as a development team, as part of the GA Club, um, last March, 2022, actually, uh, we started planning this super prize draw, and we launched it in August in 2022. And the actual draw was on the 11th of December in 2022. And basically, we went door-to-door practically to every house in the county. Um, and there was teams of people out out every night of the week. Uh, we had a driver, we had a team lead, and generally we had a balance of male and female going out, mm. selling door-to-door.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was just extraordinary to see the amount of people that came out.
0: Yeah, and I suppose the amazing thing about last year, then, as well as that, you know, going on and winning the intermediate and, uh, you know, for and being the 100th year and the celebrations and the night in Ballykeith and all that kind of a thing, that it was uh, just, it, it just all seemed to dovetail. Oh, sure. Look, Pat, that night in Ballykeith amphitheatre
1: was just one of the best nights that so many people experienced within our parish and even outside our parish. Mm. To see that celebration of our history and to see such musical uh, talent within yeah. our parish was just... It, it's even hard to find words to describe it. Like, you mm. know, I was asked, you know, Breed O'Neill asked me, Catherine, would you say a few words? And I was like, oh God, okay, will I, won't I? And then she presented me with three pages of lines to learn. Like, you know, that's how she got me in. And we had such great crack, and it was outside my comfort zone, but yeah, we had yeah, fantastic yeah. time. And, like, Robert Woodcock there with, the, you know, the barn for practice and the music, mm. uh, Kathy Kenny, you know, you know, bringing in a different type of musician, you know, the string musicians coming in, and, like, you know, Shahroon O'Khaseda, Nasa O'Khaseda, and, and their family are just... You know, an extraordinary just talent. Up there, aren't they? Oh, uh, they're after yeah. Richter scale uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the talent was amazing, and to see the energy that Charoon and his family brought to this was just yeah,
0: phenomenal yeah. for us. You know, mm-hmm. and the weather was perfect. Oh, sure. Look, we had that booked <laughs> from early in the year, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was on the All Ireland weekend, actually, wasn't it? The Friday yep. night, and uh, yep. yeah, it was a massive weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of these things that. You know, everyone worked so hard, and they just clicked. Oh, Everything just clicked! Just
1: fell it was just—it was—it yeah. was just magical. Now it mm. really was, mm. and you know, even people from Ballycallan and Kilmana that went to it like still talk about how did you pull that off? Like, don't leave it another hundred years, like to do <laughs> yeah, this, like yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know,
1: so hopefully, look, we'll uh, won't leave it another hundred years to celebrate something like that again. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, being chairperson now, you're, as you said yourself, kind of at the start, you're uh, a kind of a facilitator.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Look, Pat, um, I do see it as an honour and a privilege to be in this position as chairperson of our club. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not naive enough to think that it's going to be plain sailing. There will be challenges ahead. Um, but you know the GA is is such a fantastic organisation and to you know be able to create a place that people come to to mainly enjoy the sport of our, of our country um, and that's really why people come out is to play that sport for the love of the sport and to meet their friends and to have fun mm. and I suppose I see my role as chairperson of our club to try and you know, facilitate that and I suppose raise the bar of that. How does that improve uh, for our club and our community? And, um, you know, to, I suppose have harmony in our club and, you know, in our community and to listen to people, yeah, you know, that yeah. they have a voice and, you know, we won't always get it right. We haven't always got it right. But, you know, we, we generally want to make the club a better place and a better community for all the people in it, if possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and uh, as you said, to provide all the facilities, the playing facilities, and all the rest, to to be as good as you can.
1: Absolutely, mm. and I suppose one of the the most enjoyable nights I had last year in the club was when we started up our diversity and inclusion group at, um, and you know Seamus Nugent from Kilkenny Recreation Sports Partnership um, approached us in the club about been one of the first clubs to have this group and um it was just fantastic to see families who would have ha- have a child with additional needs being included and being part of something that their siblings are part of yeah. and having fun and being included
0: that was just fa- fantastic for and me and that's where the astro Astro is a huge so, asset it's that. such an asset and it's uh, enclosed in a safe place and yep. yeah
1: and um, like you know we we're, our plan is to run it every year Pat and we had it again this year and like my own daughter said to me last year after the first night she goes mum that was one of the best nights I've ever had mm. do you know this? She, she enjoyed it so much mm. being part of something and
0: you know playing and giving back herself like yeah and uh, Catherine just to recap on tomorrow's activities then what time do they start at and uh, what's the, there's a bit of hurling I think around 1 o'clock is there yeah
1: so we have hurling and camogie blitz at 1 o'clock and uh, those games will be up on the top pitch and um, it's fantastic to see the number of clubs coming and all our teams coming out to play in that we have bouncy castles, we have a lot of home bacon and preserves there and the ladies are busy uh, and gentlemen I believe busy cooking and, and making apple tarts and rhubarb tarts for tomorrow and we have a fruit and vegetable to stand we have our wheel of fortune we have an auction for firewood and other, other items there being auctioned um, there's going to be a horseshoe throne there's bric-a-brac uh, a ball in the churn hang tough and we have our traditional music and set dancing as well so there's something
0: for everybody who are they firing the sponges at? That's what I was wondering. Well, I don't know who's going to be the target. I had a good idea on that now over in John's. I think they got the teachers. So, oh. yeah, That was a, <laughs> I, I think that, that'd be an attractive one. <laughs> yeah, I youngsters. don't know who's lined up for that yet, yeah, Pat. Yeah, Okay. Well, listen, Catherine, the best of luck. Thanks for you much. your role. And uh, thanks for coming in. And uh, enjoy tomorrow. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. a million. Thanks, Catherine. That's thanks. Uh, Catherine Kniff, chairperson of Four GA Club.